Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Runways and Byways podcast. My name is Julia, and I'm your host. And I'm Katie. And she's also your host. Yes. And t- today we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico. I just went to Puerto Rico. But before we jump into that, we're going to start off the episode the same way we will be every single episode. I'm going to ask Katie a question today, a country trivia question, and she's going to have to guess the answer at the end of the episode. Are you ready, Katie? I'm ready. Okay, so today's question is, this country celebrated the millennium in 2007. So meaning the millennium is the year 2000. They celebrated that in 2007. So that means their calendar is seven years behind everybody else's. This country? Yes. Hmm. I really have no idea. Um... I'm just going to go with Australia because they seem really far away. <laughs> You're supposed to guess at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, but well, you can tell but, me at the end of the episode if I'm right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. So yeah. you could always change your answer. Yeah. I'll okay. think about it throughout the podcast. <laughs> okay. We're still getting the hang of things around here. <laughs> so, okay. So like I said before today, we're going to be talking about my trip to Puerto Rico. I just got back last night and I haven't told Katie anything about it yet. Yes. So she's going to ask me some questions. She's going to kind of interview me about it. And I'm really excited to finally talk about it because this is the first time. Me too. So do you want to just jump in? Sure. Okay, perfect. So um, before I ask you about the events of the trip, first, I'd like to know what made you plan the trip to Puerto Rico specifically out of any other places you could have gone to? So the reason I planned this trip to begin with was my friend was asking me like, oh, we need to go on a trip together. I never go anywhere. I really want to go on a trip with you because you travel everywhere. And she really wanted to go to the Caribbean. So I did some research to look up some Caribbean locations. And we were originally thinking like Barbados or something like that. And then Puerto Rico just kind of kept popping up. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll look into that. And it was actually the most convenient one to get to. So we were really open to any Caribbean island, but we just wound up choosing that because of convenience. And I actually really wanted to go there in like seventh grade. It was my dream trip. So I finally got to live out my seventh grade dream and go to Puerto Rico. And it was really awesome. I loved it. We'll get more into that. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much why we chose Puerto Rico. It wasn't an active choice to choose Puerto Rico. It just kind of fell into our laps and we ran with it. So after that, I started looking up flights and everything, and it just kind of worked out the best for us because we were coming from two different locations. Uh, She was coming from New York, and I was coming from Florida. And then we wound up bringing a couple more people into the mix to come with us on the trip, another one from New York, and my fiance came with me from Florida. So Mm -hmm. it just worked out the best with all of us meeting in one spot. So So you guys actually met in Puerto Rico? Yes. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. That's convenient. Yeah. We looked for flights that went, that landed at around the same time. So that's also part of the reason we chose Puerto Rico. We were kind of analyzing the flight schedules and everything and seeing what wouldn't mess up our day too much. Mm -hmm. So we, we landed about an hour apart from each other. Originally it was supposed to be two minutes, but both of our flights got delayed a little bit. So, which is fine. It still worked out fine. Yeah. That definitely happens. Yes a lot so but it it really did work out great I think we picked the right destination for us Mm -hmm. okay awesome um my next question is what was the planning process like like for example did you have a set budget you wanted to go in with and did you stick to that and like what did you really prioritize um during this trip so I didn't go in with a set budget but my friend did my friend wanted to spend about $3,000, give or take. I figured we could pretty much, if we cut down on costs here and there, we could fit it under $3,000. And I believe we did. I think either very close to $3,000 or under. I don't think it went above $3,000 this trip. So I think it worked out per person, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it worked out really nicely budget-wise. Puerto Rico is not that expensive to go to, especially... I think her flight was actually cheaper than mine, believe it or not, coming from New York mm-hmm. and us coming from Florida. For some reason, her flight was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a great place for us. It, only a little cheaper. It was still cheap for me, too. 
So it was just a great place convenience wise and budget wise. And we were able to find a hotel that was within our budget. We kind of prioritized staying on the beach. So I found a beach resort we could stay in that was moderately priced and everything worked out great with that. It was beautiful. And I got a lot of recommendations from friends and family about what to do. So I kind of built the itinerary around that. I knew a lot of people that went there and Mm -hmm. I found some reputable tours online that we went on. So that was kind of my planning process. I kind of went by word of mouth, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, nice. and so you stayed at an all-inclusive resort? It was not all-inclusive, no. Okay. It was, yeah, we had to play, pay for all the food, all the drinks, but right. it, it was a resort. It was on the beach. I really wanted to stay on the beach. That was important to me on this trip mm-hmm. because it's always just a hassle getting around here and there. And I knew we wanted to go to the beach a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think we'd be able to go to the beach a lot if we stayed off the beach because there was right. some beautiful boutique hotels in old San Juan that I was looking at. And I was just like, wow, I'd love to stay in that building. It looks like it has so much history and it's beautiful, but there was no beach. And I was just thinking about having to trek to and from the beach whenever we wanted to go. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. at this resort, we were just able to roll out of bed and go to the beach, which really right. came in handy yesterday because our flight was yesterday and we were able to spend almost the whole day at the beach and then just go straight from there to the hotel. I mean, not the hotel, the airport. So right. that was very important to us. So I'm glad we prioritized that. Yeah, that's really smart too. And I something I've noticed when I go on my travels is when it comes to Ubers, a lot of the time they don't want to drive out to the beach for various reasons. A lot of the times the beach is kind of out of the way. So for them, it's kind of a trek to get there and it's not worth um, the money for them. And also a lot of the times they don't want to pick you up in addition to the transportation, also just because they don't want sandy people in their um, Uber. So I think that is really smart that you prioritize just staying on the beach if that's something that you really wanted. So that's really smart. Yes. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because that did happen to us in one instance on this trip with the Uber not wanting to pick us up because we had just come back from kayaking and we Mm. were a little wet and the Uber driver was a little annoyed at us. But it's definitely good that we stayed at a hotel with a beach. So that only happened once or twice on my trip as opposed to every single day. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's definitely something I would recommend to others. Think about where you want to go to and transportation because sometimes I'll plan a trip and not even think about the small things like that. But that can actually really make or break a trip. Um, the transportation aspect. But um, my next question is, did you have any concerns going into this trip? I did have some concerns. Um, Safety was a big one. I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot of things about Puerto Rico, but that was kind of diminished once I got there. And I I could speak more on that later when we get to more of those topics. But that was one big concern for me. Safety, as a, a woman and a small person, I I always feel very uncomfortable going places sometimes just because of all that. But that was not really a concern once I got there. Another, uh, Do you have something to say? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Another big concern for me was food. Not for me personally, but someone I was traveling with has a lot of allergies. And she she kept asking me and kind of giving me anxiety, like, oh, will she be able to eat there? Because she really is allergic to everything under the sun. She has okay, wow. gluten, peanuts, um, dairy, there's some, something else, I think some fruits, uh, shellfish, like it's literally everything. So there's something else too, I forgot, there's just so many things. Yeah. So that was a tremendous concern because she pretty much can't eat anything and- mm-hmm. I was planning this whole trip and she kept asking me like, are you sure I'm going to be able to eat? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) So did she find things to eat? Yes. So once we got there, they were, they were pretty good with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, here and there, there was a a bit of a language barrier and I would try to translate when I could to help with that. Mm -hmm. But overall, they were pretty on top of it. I would say it was pretty good. I think we chose a destination where, they could work around the food situation as opposed to somewhere halfway across the world. It probably would just be like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. I think in that it kind of worked out. There was options for her. She was able to eat every day and she ate tremendous meals every day. I think she ate the most out of everyone actually. Wow. So she was definitely able to eat. I think that fear kind of resolved for her also when she got there. 
Yeah. Do you think that staying in a resort kind of eased your concerns about safety and about um, dietary dietary needs? Definitely safety-wise, because I remember like you and I, when we went to Jamaica and we went to the beach there, Mm. it was just people were constantly coming up to us and harassing us and we just didn't feel completely relaxed and safe. Yeah. But at this beach, it was just the hotel beach. There, there was nobody bothering us. It was beautiful. It was relaxing. We could just chill and do what we wanted and not have to worry about people selling things to us. I, I do think that really helped with that. And with food also, to an extent, they did have a restaurant. And we did go to that restaurant quite a bit just because it was so convenient. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things about the hotel that I wasn't obsessed with. because The food was good. Don't get me wrong. They were just a little slow. And Mm -hmm. they were a little confused about her gluten allergy. Everything worked out fine. She never got sick, really. I think she had a stomachache like one day, but it was never really like a tremendous concern. They tried to work with her as best as they could. They listened to her concerns and everything. It was just like cross-contamination issues. But so I think food could be an issue wherever you go. They really did try though. Like I'm not going to say they didn't. Okay. Safety, it definitely paid off to stay in the resort that we stayed in. Food, somewhat, I guess. Okay. Right. Okay, awesome. Um, So can you walk us through arriving in Puerto Rico? I know you said that you guys had separate flights, but it was supposed to be two minutes. It turned out to be an hour. Like, how was that arriving? And what were your first impressions when you first got to the resort? Sure. So it was a little chaotic planning the flights in the beginning, trying to get them to line up. And especially when they kept changing the times of them with the delays and everything. So they wound up getting in the people flying from New York. There was two of them. They wound up getting in about an hour before my fiance and I, who Mm -hmm. were coming from Florida, which was fine. They waited around for us at the baggage claim and it's a very small airport. So when we got there, it was extremely easy to find baggage claim. It was like three steps away from the gate and we Got our bags, no problem. As of right now, there was no COVID restrictions going into Puerto Rico. I say that as of August 4th, 2022. So things can obviously change at the drop of a dime. But it was very simple with that. We just got in very easily and everything. And arriving at the hotel, we took we took an Uber from the airport to the hotel it was really quick. We got something right next to the airport, actually. So it was, I think, a six-minute drive. It was really, really fast. Mm-hmm. It was it was easy. Check-in was easy. It was just an easy process just getting to Puerto Rico. Everything was very close to each other and convenient. Okay. Do you need to be vaccinated to go there? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Awesome. So that sounds like a pretty smooth um way to get there. I know a lot of the times when I travel, sometimes it can, it's that's almost like the hardest part is arriving at a hotel and making sure it's checked in, but that sounds um, pretty easy. Uh, Next question, and this is a big one. Can you give us an overview of what you did day to day, like the activities and all that stuff? Yeah. So do you want me to go super into detail about each day or do you want me to just tell you what we did? Like day one, we did this day two, we did this. Uh, You could, just give us like a little bit of an overview and I'll definitely ask more specific questions. Okay. Cause I could go off on a rant about some of these right. hours. So, <laughs> okay. So the first day we arrived as we discussed. Um, and right after we arrived, we had them hold our bags until the room was ready. And we went to the beach because like I said before, we stayed on the beach. So we went to the beach. We hung out by the pool. The pool has a swim up bar, which was actually pretty cool. Wait, what? So the the bar is like in the pool and the bar seats oh, are wow. in the pool. So if you want to drink, you just kind of swim up to it. That's amazing. And, right. And I wish I like I hate talking about it because I didn't do it. Whoa. So it's a little sad, but there there is that we were just so tired. So mm. we we just chilled at the beach and like slept and went in the pool for a little bit. They have a weird thing there. They have a hot tub, but they also have a, a pool that's like like a normal size pool, mm-hmm. but they called it a hot tub and it was like warm, but not hot. It was just really, really warm. And we were like the only ones in it. So that was super confusing, but there was no jets or anything. They called that a hot tub. So there's 
definitely one real hot tub, one weird hot tub, and then a, the normal pool with the the bar and everything. And that was really cool. So that was the pool area. And then they had the beach that we can go on and swim. They had jet ski rentals, which I wish we did. We just didn't have mm-hmm. the time for it. But yeah. that that day we just kind of hung out and chilled and had drinks by the pool and the beach, not the swim up bar though, unfortunately. Nobody it, had drinks at the swim up swim bar. No, we d- oh. we didn't. I don't know why. We went to a table and we just got drinks there, and they were really good. We got pina coladas and mojitos and delicious. Mm. Um, Puerto Rico was the rum capital of the world, actually. Oh wow! And rum is my favorite drink, so <laughs> that was really fun. And my friend actually never had rum before, and so that was she discovered rum on that trip, and she had rum like the whole trip. She loved it. So, That's so funny. Yeah. So it. That the that was a really nice day. It was very relaxing other than the flight, but everything went smoothly. So that was the first day. The second day, I booked us a walking tour through old San Juan, which is mm-hmm. sort of like the old historical part of San Juan, which is the capital of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And the reason I booked this is because I think it's important wherever you go to kind of learn the history of it and everything. Yes. And because San Juan especially has such a rich history. Puerto Rico has gone through so much and like now it's the United States territory, but it was owned by Spain and it was independent and it was so much history in Puerto Rico. And there's so many beautiful forts and old buildings. And I thought it was really important for us to go on a walking tour to at least acquaint ourselves to the city at the very least. Mm-hmm. So we did that. It was a two hour walking tour and it was really, really great. And we learned a lot. There was actually so many things I didn't know about Puerto Rico that I learned on that walking tour. And even besides the things that I learned, it helped us to kind of memorize the city map because it's really not Mm -hmm. that complicated. I mean, I couldn't memorize it, but my fiance, after that tour, he literally had the entire city completely memorized. Yeah, well, that's like his skill set is. (laughs) Yes. So the whole trip after that, after the um the tour he knew where everything was the whole time and he was just like okay we turn here 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 like he knew everything right so that was really cool and the tour was extremely interesting too Mm -hmm. I I definitely learned a lot from it we got to see some really cool stuff that I didn't even know was there was it expensive no not at all it was I I want to say $50 a person but it might have even been less honestly wow that's not bad at all for like a walking tour yeah, it was, they said it was two hours, but I, it was more like two and a half hours. Mm. And he gave us a little shot glass as a souvenir, a little Puerto oh, Rico shot glass. That's really cute. He, he was great. And I felt bad because he ran off and we didn't get to tip him. Literally Aww. at the end of the tour, he like ran away as fast as he could. I don't know where he was going. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess to another tour since you guys went over, you said maybe he had another one. I guess so. I don't know. He ran away so fast. Aww. So David, if you're listening, you did a great job. <laughs> and I'd like to tip you (laughs) maybe you could find him in Venmo I do know yeah I do know his name so yeah maybe I could look into that because it really was great and I I appreciated everything he showed us and did for us and it was a great tour and so that was day two so that was like your whole day was pretty much uh exploring old San Juan yes so after the tour we just kind of walked around and explored it more we did a lot of shopping that day what kind of food did you eat there so I don't remember, I think that day we had, we went into old San Juan a couple of times. So I'm having a hard time keeping track of what I ate what day, but mm-hmm. I believe that day we went to an authentic Puerto Rican restaurant and I got mm. something called mofongo. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. It's a like traditional Puerto Rican dish. Mm. And do you know what it is? No. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is either, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. It's definitely, it's something with plantains mm. and I don't, it sometimes has like meat in it and they'll put like sauces on it. So I got, I got it with chicken, I believe. And it had a sauce that they call Criollo or I might be pronouncing that wrong. I'm so sorry if I'm botching that word, mm. but that's what I had on it. It's like a red sauce. It almost tastes like tomato sauce. Okay. And they also have like a garlic sauce that you could put on it. So I, I got that. My fiance got the one with the garlic sauce and I think my friend got a hamburger or nachos or something oh my god but um lots of rice and beans so we Mm -hmm. had like a fairly traditional uh Puerto Rican meal 
Mm, so that, that was really good. It was really good. So that's what we did that day. It was kind of like just exploring where we are, finding our way around and seeing everything. And I hope to write a blog post soon about all of the things we saw there and my top things to do in old San Juan because there's mm. so many things to touch upon. There's no way I can do that here. But yeah, I'll definitely be reading that too because I feel like so far it sounds like this is an ideal vacation spot. Yeah, it was really awesome. And even we could I we could probably do a whole podcast on just things that I did on old San Juan. Mm. Maybe one day we can do that. Yeah, definitely. But that was really great. It was a really nice day. Mm-hmm. And then what am I on the third day now? Day three, yep. Yes. So we went to El Yunque. Mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know what that is, but it is a rainforest Ooh. in Puerto Rico. So yes, they have a rainforest. It's Alyunque National Forest, I believe it's called. So they have some free parts that you could go to, and then they they have some paid parts that you could go like even deeper into the forest. So we went with a tour, mm-hmm. and we did just the free parts because our tour also took us to Luquillo Beach after, which I'll I'll get to, mm-hmm. but... The tour only took us to two free parts of the rainforest, so you didn't need a ticket. And what those two free parts were was the first part was a, I guess, a river, but it was still water. Okay. And we were able to swim in it. There was fish. It was really nice. It was in the middle of the rainforest. There was trees. It was beautiful. There was geckos everywhere. And there was two places you can jump from into the river because there was some places of the river where it was deep. I think they said it went to 10 feet potentially Mm. and so there was one like lower place you could jump in and then there was a higher area that you can jump in so I jumped off the higher area because I figured don't do do it right or don't do it at all that's true I jumped off the higher one and it was scary but it was really fun and then they also had Mm. one of those ropes that you could swing on into the into the lake river whatever it was so cool yeah so I actually tried that when I went to Hawaii the first time I messed up horribly. I couldn't figure out how to get off the rope. I was just swinging back and forth, mm. but I got it right this time. So, and wow. it was really, really fun. It's harder than it looks, but it was really fun. Did you take videos? Yes, I did. I have not seen them yet though. Okay. So, yeah, we brought our GoPro. So we were filming everyone jumping and swimming and swinging on the rope. And I was proud of my friend too, because she just learned to swim the week before the trip. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. She did go in with a life vest, but she did everything I did. She jumped off the thing. She swung on the rope and the the life vest did definitely hold her back. Like she came up from the water, like not even breathing. She was like, I can't swim, but (laughs) it was, but I know she had a lot of fun. So even if you can't swim, they have life vests. Yeah, I totally recommend it. It was really fun. So that was the first free part of El Yunque. The mm-hmm. second part that we went to was actually really cool. It was, there was a waterfall there, but you could slide down the waterfall. It's like super slippery. So you have to, wow. hike, you have to hike down to it and they call it a moderate hike. But it was not moderate at all. It was like <laughs> hands and knees slipping, sliding. Oh, no. <laughs> it was it was pretty intense. Yeah. So very short. It's a very short hike, but it intense for me at least. I I don't hike a lot, but it was a lot of like climbing and holding onto rocks, and it was very steep. Mm. So you did have to get down that to go to the waterfall. But once you got down to the waterfall, there it, it's a very big waterfall. It's obviously not super steep because you can slide down it and like you would die if it was super steep but Mm -hmm. we you then climb up to the top of the waterfall and it's super 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 slippery it's like very like slimy but once you get to the top you just sit down and ride it down and they tell you that you should lean forward so you put your your arms out like next to you fully extended like on the ground touching the ground if that makes any sense to people listening I'm trying to explain and you kind of lean forward he said to lean your body forward as much as you possibly can otherwise you're going to spin out of control and everything (gasps) that's so scary it's very scary it's really 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 fast and really slippery oh my god I did it all my friends did it my fiance did it it was really cool Mm -hmm. but it just goes so fast and it's so bumpy that I did lose control a couple times, even though I think I did everything he told us to do. Yeah. 
at one point my arm kind of wound up all the way behind me and I was like oh god like I thought my my shoulder was gonna like pop out of place it didn't hurt it was just the position that I was in was just kind of crazy yeah it all worked out fine everyone was fine everyone in our group did it nobody got hurt I did see some people slide down a little crazy and backwards (laughs) and upside down that's so scary that was really scary and talking about it now I'm realizing how dangerous it was yeah I feel like they wouldn't have anything like this in at least like the east coast yeah, definitely not. I don't know. It just sounds very unsafe talking about yeah. it. Yeah, little kids were doing it, and even the guide was like, "There's no reason to be scared. Like, it's it's completely safe. I've lived here my whole life. I've grown up doing this like every day, and I believe wow. it because actually he surfed down it at the end. <laughs> of course, I feel like all tour guides just do crazy stuff. <laughs> I know they just make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He at the end he. There was no surfboard, but he was just standing up and like going through like this, like the surfing stance and then wow. just surf down it. I was like, what? Wow. Because <laughs> I couldn't even sit on my butt and do that. Wait, so all this was free? Yes. It was That's all free. That's amazing. Yes. So El Yunque, I think was about, I might be making this up, but it wasn't too far. I think it was like 45 minutes from San Juan, give mm-hmm. or take. And so it's not even that far. And once you get into... I'm not sure exactly how you get to these parts because I wasn't driving, obviously. But once you get to these parts, they're very easily accessible from the parking lot and the road and everything. And it was free. There was no ticket tickets checked and everything. He told us these are the free parts of the rainforest. But there are paid parts you can go into. I didn't go into them. But I was actually talking to my mom about it because she did when she went oh. way back when, like 30 years ago. <laughs> and she said that there is actually a part of the rainforest where you can look over where the Caribbean Sea meets the Atlantic Ocean. There's like a point where you could see that. So I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. And there's also frogs that live in the rainforest. I didn't see or hear any, but they're called coquille. And they only have them in Puerto Rico. You're supposed to be able to hear them in the rainforest. But I actually found this out after I left. So I might have heard them and just didn't realize that they were there because I wasn't really listening for them. But apparently you can hear them. So if you ever go to El Yunque, listen for the Koki and let me know if you hear them. Aw, that's so cute. So um, that was the first That half. was day three. That was the okay, first half of day three. Yeah. Okay. So day three was a long day. So this was also part of the tour, actually. The tour took us to El Yunque and Lujillo Beach. So Lukio Beach, actually, I'm not sure if this is true. Don't fact check me because my mom told me this. But my mom told me it's one of the top 10 beaches in the world. Mm. And it was really beautiful. I mean, when you hear top 10 beaches in the world, you think like crystal clear water. And that's not what it was. But it was just a very exciting vibe, I guess you can say. The beach was very nice. I'm not like, don't get me wrong. It was very nice. There was a big shopping area that you can go to. They had this place called um, Mojito Lab where they had really good mojitos. And I had like this tremendous one. I got wow. drunk like, immediately. So that day was really fun. They had authentic Puerto Rican food there. We got some pork skewers and yeah. it was just a really fun place. They had music, very lively. So I guess they, they say it's one of the top 10 beaches in the world because of the vibe there. I wouldn't say it's the most beautiful beach in the world. It was very pretty. Don't get me wrong. But the most beautiful, I don't know. Right. But there there was just a lot going on there. It was very exciting. I do recommend going there, 100%. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that so was that day was, three. Yes. Okay. So day four was actually probably the most chaotic day, but also my favorite. So is that like your last full day or is that like a half day? No. So we have two more full days. So there's day day four is a full day. Day five is a full day. Okay. Day six is a half day. Okay. So so what happened on day four, the chaotic day? (laughs) So day four, we went to, so Puerto Rico actually has a few islands, believe it or not. And we went to one of their islands. It's called Culebra. And it's about the... We took a speedboat to it. So from old San Juan, we took a bus to our tour provided a bus. So we took the bus from the old San Juan area to, I think the town is called Sieba. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's on the, uh, the east side of the island. 
the southeast side of the island. So it, it took us there, which was about an hour drive. Then from Sieba, we took a speedboat and the speedboat was about an hour and a half. So that's a pretty long speedboat ride. That's fun. And it for me, it was fun. Mm. For some other people, it wasn't. Right. My friend, um, she gets seasick. So she she made it almost the whole way. I was very proud of her, but eight minutes left and she threw up. Oh, so, I know she almost made it the whole way. She was so proud of herself. But yeah, at the eight minute mark, she tossed her cookies. So oh, that was <laughs> that was kind of unfortunate. But yeah, once we got there, so it dropped us off first at Flamenco Beach, which was probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. Whoa, it was really stunning. It, the waters were like so beautiful turquoise and they actually used to use culebra as a a bombing area so on the beach there's two tanks that were actually used somehow there there was like two army tanks and like now they're painted and decorated by the locals and everything so from the point where we were dropped off by the boat we swam to shore and we walked about a half an hour down the beach to the two tanks and we got to see the tanks which was really cool one of them's in the water and one of them you kind of have to climb up a little hill to get to and it was really cool because they're actual real tanks that they used during that time I think it was in the 70s which mm. is was that the cold war I'm not sure I might be making that up um but they were there for some bombing testing wow so, and I don't know why they would bomb such a beautiful island it's really gorgeous I think they should have chose something uglier to yeah yes but the beach was just stunning the white sand the water you could see right through to the bottom so beautiful and so we kind of spent the whole time there walking honestly but it was pretty cool to see the tanks there because that if you look up flamenco beach that's what comes up the tanks Mm -hmm. because they're just an icon of that area and after that after the swimming at flamenco beach and all that and the walking and whatnot we got back onto the boat. They gave us lunch. And the second part of that tour was snorkeling, which I know you have your opinions about. <laughs> but... Because, you know, it's just an exhausting event. It is. It really is. But I yeah. have actually improved significantly since you last saw me snorkel. Wow. So I actually sort of enjoyed it. Interesting. <laughs> so, but before that, so we had our lunch and then they gave us the snorkeling equipment to try out. And they were like, oh, just take a dip in the water, see if it works and everything. So I go to take a dip in the water and I look right in front of me and there's a giant barracuda right in front of me. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, that's where I draw the line. Do, are so, they deadly? I don't think they're deadly, but they do attack people from what I hear. And mm. I told the guy, he was a marine biologist. And I told him, I was like, there's a barracuda and it's huge. And he was like, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. They're harmless. I'm like, really? Because I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he he knew what he was talking about, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it didn't attack me. So I guess he knew what he was talking about. But it it was like I'd say it was about fifteen feet in front of me, and wow. it was tremendous. And I I unfortunately didn't get a picture of it because I was just going into the water to test my equipment. So I didn't think to bring my phone. I had my phone in like a um in a waterproof case so you can mm-hmm. take pictures from underwater and I yelled out to my friend I was like give me my phone give me my phone but um she didn't get to me in time and the barracuda swam away I didn't know where it went wow but that was really cool because I never saw one before and as we were driving away from that spot because the snorkeling was a little farther away we had to get a little deeper in the water it was about 45 minutes from that point we had to go so, so you had to swim for 45 minutes no we the the boat took us 45 minutes away oh, from okay. Flamenco. Yes. I think we were swimming for about an hour, the, okay. the snorkeling. Mm. But we went from there. And as we were going, because like I said before, my friend is allergic to dairy and they had cheese on her plate. So the guide was like, oh, just throw it into the water. So we threw the cheese into the water and this huge fish comes out from under the boat and eats it. And it was tremendous, this fish. And it was like jumping out of the water and everything. They said it was a snapper. I've never seen one before, but it was really big, that fish. So that was pretty cool. And we we were 
The boat was driving to the next area to go snorkeling. My fiance said he saw a dolphin. I didn't see it, but and I've never seen one, <laughs> so that makes me sad. Aww. But well, you've never seen a dolphin? No, I mean like at the aquarium I have, but never in the wild. So I, I mean, really... I've never seen a dolphin either. So yeah, I feel like everyone has though, except for me. I don't know why. Anyone, yeah, apparently. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy because we'd go on so many trips and we'd see so many places and so many things and just never dolphins. I don't know why. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but he said he saw a dolphin and um, I didn't see it. But we got to the place after 45 minutes. There was no vomit this time, so that was good. (laughs) And we did the snorkeling there. My friend, both of my friends were pretty nervous about the snorkeling thing. Neither of them had snorkeled before. I mean, didn't you say that your friend just learned to swim a week before? Well, yeah, so I should (laughs) know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, she did learn to swim a week before. So she had all her floaties and everything. But she actually gave it a shot. So I'm proud of her for that. My other friend just decided to swim. So she just swam with us, but she didn't have the snorkel equipment. Okay. And, but it it worked out really nice. It was really fun. We, We snorkeled from the boat. We went about like, I don't know how far, maybe like, less than a mile but I don't know it was pretty far and we went out we saw a lot of coral reefs and we saw a sea biscuit which was cool it's like this furry thing and we saw a lot of pretty fish we saw a baby sea turtle it was it was not a baby actually it was like a teenage sea turtle (laughs) (laughs) that is (laughs) an adolescent sea turtle (laughs) Because it wasn't as big as like the ones me and you have seen together. And like anyone listening right now, when you think of a sea turtle, you think of like this big, massive turtle. It was probably like half the size of what you're probably thinking of. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was a little guy. And yeah, he was just eating the seagrass on the bottom of the ocean. He was really, really cute. I saw stingrays, which is awesome because I've never seen stingrays in the wild before. And that was really cool. We saw, I think three of them. And one of them actually had a catfish, or I think it was a catfish. It looked like a catfish on its back while it was swimming. I think it was like eating off the stingray or something. That was really cool. I think that's like all the major fish we saw. We saw like little ones here and there that were cute. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really fun. So that was that day. And then we had- Wait, that doesn't sound chaotic. Well, it was just chaotic because of the vomit. And oh, okay. It was just like a lot of, a lot going on. We okay. got super soaked during the um, the ride there because the speedboat goes very fast and it was sort of like the catamaran ride that you and I went on. It was just going over waves, like going against the waves. It was very up mm-hmm. and down and there was waves smashing against the boat. And the whole time my fiance was like, we're going to capsize. I'm like, no, we're not. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then your other friend is like trying not to throw up. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Actually- she someone else on the boat said she gets really bad sick seasickness but she has these little patches she puts behind her ears mm-hmm. and she never gets seasick with them so she gave my friend one on the way back and my friend didn't throw up on the way back so okay. I guess it worked and that lady didn't throw up either and also they had these like alcohol things it, it's like a a paper towel it might not have been a paper towel but it looked like one and it was covered in some sort of alcohol and you'd think that would make you more nauseous, but if you breathe it in, it makes you less nauseous. Wow. So fun fact, I didn't know that, that my friend said that really helped her a lot, even though she did throw up, but she said that helped her a lot. Okay. So those are some interesting tricks I learned through that. So it was the most chaotic day, I'd say, but it was also so beautiful. So I definitely recommend it. Even if you get seasick, I just gave you some tips or you you could fly to Calabria. They do have an airport, which I found out. Oh, so, interesting. Yes. So if you are that seasick and like really don't want to do a speedboat, they do have an airport. I'm not really sure how that works. I didn't use that airport. It's a very small island. I think he said there's either, I, I don't want to make this up, but I think he said there's either 1,800 people that live there or 18,000. It was something with 18. Okay. Which is a tremendous difference. (laughs) Yeah. But either way, it's a small island. So I'm not really sure how things work over there. We only went to the beach and I only saw like one house. It just seemed like very unoccupied, Calibra, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, besides the beach. So you could check that out if you're really afraid of boats. 
but I think that was like a must do in my opinion. That was a really cool day for me. And I know my my friend said her favorite day was day three with El Yunque and the the swimming that day. Mm -hmm. But me personally, I liked Culebra. Mm. So that was day four. A little crazy, but. And we went into Old San Juan that night, believe it or not. We actually had time after all of this. Wow. And so we did go into Old San Juan for dinner. We ate at a a Mexican place. We got some tacos. We went to this really cute bar and got some drinks. And it it was just a really nice night. Cute. So that was day four. And now this brings me to our last full day, which was day five, which we did kayaking in the morning. Mm. So the reason we did kayaking to begin with was... My friend said she loves kayaking and we had to do kayaking. And when we were booking it, I was kind of like, "Eh, do we have to do kayaking? (laughs) But I'm glad we did. It was really, really nice. So we did kayaking in the morning. It was only an hour, but I think it was worth it. We did glass bottom kayaking. So you could see everything that's under your, your kayak. Oh, that's cool. Everything that's passing under. So we didn't really see that much stuff, but apparently there's sea turtles there. They have manatees. He said there's 20 manatees that live in the lagoon. So wow. we were in Condado Lagoon, which is sort of near San Juan. It's it's kind of, it it's near San Juan. I'm not exactly sure how far because we came from the opposite direction, but it's, it's very close to San Juan. So I believe Condado might even be a part of San Juan. I'm not 100% sure, but it was very close regardless. And they have a lagoon. So I know you're probably thinking of the lagoon that we went to in Mexico with like the beautiful turquoise water. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It almost looked like it looked like a lake to me. Mm -hmm. Like the water was a little darker, but you could see. You could see through it and everything. There was seagrass on the bottom. There was a jellyfish. We did see a jellyfish. Cool. And we saw iguanas in the trees there. They had iguanas, and like the big iguanas. And we saw a pelican in the tree. So that was really fun. I wish we did see a little more on that, but that was fun. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of the day, we didn't get to see the two forts in San Juan when we went in the first day because they close at 4.30 or 4. So, and by the time we got there, I think we showed up at like 3.50 and they were like, don't waste your money, just come back another day. Mm-hmm. And Donata really, my fiance really wanted to see the forts. So we decided that after the kayaking, since it was only an hour in the morning, we would go see the forts. So we didn't get to see both forts. I got to see both forts like from the outside. Uh, so there's two forts. There's Castillo San Cristobal and I believe the other one is uh Castillo San Felipe del Moro those are the two and they one of them is they actually used it in Pirates of the Caribbean they used it in wow. the I never saw those movies and I know that's controversial because <laughs> every I think everyone should probably see those movies but yeah I, yeah so I gotta watch it but they did film one of them there I think the Black Pearl one Mm. from what they said I believe so that one was filmed at San Cristobal I believe don't quote me on that but so we decided to go visit that one and that one was really cool we went inside it was ten dollars and the ten dollar admission covers both forts actually so you can go from one fort to another we only went to that one though just because they're very far from each other it's like all the way across the city it's a very long walk so it's doable, 100%. We've done it, but it's just a lot. So we just decided to go to that one. And when you walk in, it's very open. And there's like all these rooms you can go to. And you can go up the fort and look at all the lookout points. And then you could go into the dungeon. So wow. that was really cool. So all the rooms off, just the rooms on the main level were cool. I mean, they're just like, they were just empty. They were like, oh, this was the kitchen. This was this. Here's some cannons. So that that was cool. But I really liked the the lookout points up top. So there's two levels up top that you can go to. There's like the first level that you get up to had beautiful views. And then there's another level you get up to, which actually had. So it looks like they renovated the fort during World War II. And they added something that they could look out during World War II. I guess they did some fighting there or maybe they were guarding it. I'm not really sure exactly. 
what the history was, but they had a lookout point that was used during World War II there. So it's cool because the fort had history from like the 1500s, but it also had history recently up to World War II. Mm. So that was really interesting to see. And it was beautiful lookout points over the whole city. We got some really nice pictures there. You could see everything from up there. And the dungeon was also really cool too. We went into one of the dungeon rooms and they had a Spanish captain locked up in there. Not not now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be not good. <laughs> no, no. He, he used to be locked up in there and he was awaiting execution in there. And he he drew these beautiful ships on the wall while he was locked up in there. And so they preserved those drawings on the wall. They covered them up with glass so you could see them. And they were really amazing to see because those were probably done in, I forgot what the year was, but it was probably like the 1500s. And those were like still there and it was just so beautiful. So that was really cool to see. I know my fiance probably got more out of that than I did because he likes all the war stuff and I'm just not into that. But they, they had like a lot of that stuff if you're into that. But even if you're not into that, it was just really cool to go to and see the architecture and the history. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed visiting the fort. So we did that after kayaking. We shopped around a little more. And then that night we planned to go out to the bars and drink and dance. But it didn't really work out because we were just so tired. So we did go out to one bar. It's called La Factoria. Mm-hmm. And it's actually rated like one of the top bars in the world which in the world yeah and I could see why I mean it was really really cool it has multiple rooms so every room you go to is like a different bar and like a different experience so that's really cool it is and so we went we went in originally and we just got one drink and then we were like oh why is this bar rated the best in the world like the drink was good but it was just we didn't know there was multiple rooms Mm -hmm. so then we left and we came back later when we found out there was multiple rooms and then we checked out the rest and it was really, really cool. So the first room is just like a typical bar. It's kind of small. Um, There's really just bar seats. There's like two tables, but it was like packed. And I got this lavender, it's like a Moscow mule, but it was lavender flavored and it was really, Mm. really good. And then the second room, we didn't stay in the second room. We just kind of passed through, but it was just like another bar type situation. It was a little different vibe though then like different type of music different different vibe then the next room was a wine bar that's where so you know I like wine so we sat down there and that was really awesome I got we wound up getting a bottle to split and my, my friends were just so tired my friend kind of made up her own drink to try because she didn't like what was on the menu and it wasn't good because she made it up so <laughs> because it's not a real drink she got yeah. like some like weird cranberry rum thing that she just kind of made up in her head because she thought it sounded good but it wasn't interesting (laughs) but we got a bottle of wine and it was really it was really good and actually it was our waiter's first day on the job and he never he never used a uh, wine corkscrew before so it took him a really long time to open the bottle and like the thing though yeah I know and the thing was in pieces I'm like and he was he kept apologizing and I was like dude that was me last week don't worry yeah that's me always right yeah so it was really he was really sweet and the wine was good and but we wanted it they had a dj sitting up setting up and everything like at the point where we were leaving and they started playing like fun spanish music and people were dancing and everything but we were just so tired from the week i mean i could have stayed and danced but my friends were just kind of like nope it's bedtime what time so, is it at this point um 10 o'clock <laughs> so yeah i get yeah. that that's pretty late for me too yeah, I I was ready to stay out, but they were they just wanted to check in for the night. So I mean, mm-hmm. I understood. I didn't put up a fight because it was a very long week. Like the day before that, one of them threw up. So I get yeah. it. So we wound up just going back to the hotel. But that that bar was really cool. And so that was day five. It was a lot going on that day because mm-hmm. that day started off with the kayaking like that was all the same day yeah, that's a long day yeah. yeah yeah that was supposed to be our chill day too so wow <laughs> <laughs> and then day six was our actual chill day even though there was a flight at the end of it so mm-hmm. kind of not really but we woke up early because we didn't want to waste our day our flight was at my flight was at six thirty at night and their flight was at 5 55 mm. so we got pretty close flight times and everything so we were able to stay 
at the beach until like four or five ish almost because wow. we were right next to the hotel, um, right next to the airport. So it just worked out so well. So we stayed at the at the hotel. We went to the beach for like pretty much the whole day. It was really beautiful. We wanted to do the jet skis, but it didn't look like they were running until like later when we were leaving. I saw them putting them all out in the water and I was like, oh, we missed it. But I wish we got to do that. But honestly, it was a really nice chill beach day. We just laid around and talked and it was just really a nice way to end the trip. Mm -hmm. And the water there was beautiful. It was clear. It was calm. Uh, Not super calm, but calm enough that you could stand in it and not worry about death. So yeah, (laughs) it was really nice. And it was like bath water is gorgeous. So yeah, that was the end of the trip. And then we got to the airport and went home. Wow. All right. So uh, how did you feel overall about the trip? What what's what's the overall mood to describe it? So honestly, I would say like the first thing that comes to mind when people ask me to describe this trip would probably be like best of both worlds. Mm. So it was very a lot of adventure, but also there was so many places you can get away from the craziness and just relax. It was really there's something for everyone there. So it was there was parts of the trip where we were just like zonked, but then there was other parts where we just got to chill and it was so nice. Mm-hmm. So that was honestly, there was not really an overall vibe. It's just whatever you make it. Yeah. I actually love that. Those are my favorite kind of trips when you have a balance of so many different types of things, like relaxing on the beach, going to a rainforest, going to a um historical sites and doing tours. I think that's an amazing trip overall to plan. Exactly. That's why I loved this trip because it wasn't just your typical Caribbean island. It really had everything. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to relax, you could relax. If you wanted some culture, there was culture. Like Puerto Rico has such a rich culture and it was like so exciting to learn about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like there was adventure activities like the rainforest and the Culebra trip, but also the beach there was super relaxing. So it was just, yeah, it really had everything. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so did you have any regrets of anything you did or anything that you would have done differently if you could redo it? I do. Yeah. So one thing I really wish that we did, it's called Bio Bay. And what it is, is it's, it's a bay. I think it actually might be at, um, Condada Lagoon, but please do not quote me on that. I might be wrong. There's a very good chance I'm wrong, but there's these microorganisms that live in the water. And they're bioluminescent. So at night, the water glows and everything. And wow, that's really you, cool. Yes. And you can kayak through it. And so I kind of wish we did that kayaking instead. Because mm-hmm. the whole reason I knew about this when we were booking. But the whole reason I didn't sign up for it was because I was looking at pictures. And they either looked super edited, like to make it look all glowy and everything. Or you couldn't see anything. So I was like, this might not be worth it. Like, we might not see anything. We might just be going kayaking at night when it's cold. But like two days before the trip, I found out that the bioluminescence actually doesn't show up on camera. So it's you just that's why the pictures are all edited. And that's why there's like just bad pictures of the the water at night, because you Mm -hmm. can't see it. You could only see it in person. So that kind of bummed me out that we didn't book that because I think that would have been really cool. And I mean, don't quote me on this either, but my fiance told me that they do have bioluminescent things in Florida here. So I would like to check that out. I'm not really sure what that entails. I'm not sure if he even knows what he's talking about. I hope he does. But I think that sounds really cool. So I'd like to do that one day. So Mm -hmm. hopefully I didn't miss out on it too much. But I know that's a big thing you could do in Puerto Rico. And I just didn't understand the appeal at the time when we were bugging. But now I kind of see it. So I do wish we did that. Even though my kayaking experience was really cool, I Mm -hmm. sort of wish we did that. Okay. So besides that, there's nothing else you would change about the trip? Um, Little things. I mean, I wish I explored that other fort a little more because we only saw the one. We saw the other one just from the street view. We didn't really get to go inside it or anything. And it, it looks really cool. It's on the water and everything. It's like the big fort that you see in all the pictures when you look up Puerto Rico. So I think it would have been really cool to go inside that. But then again, it could have just been like the other one inside. So maybe I didn't miss out too much. It's right. just 
you don't know unless you try. So yeah, I, I do wish we also experienced the nightlife a little more mm. because we left at like 10. So that yeah. would that would have been nice. And I did go to the best bar there apparently, but I just wish I got to see it a little more. Uh, same with the rainforest. We did get to see the rainforest, but my fiance was saying this also that we loved the tour we went on, but we wished we could have gone more into the rainforest or have gone back like the next day and just explored it more and even gone to like the part that you have to pay for just to see everything it has to offer because we were like right there and it's just we only got to just touch it, you know? Right. I mean, it sounds to me like there's so much to do in Puerto Rico that you could kind of go back a few times and it seems like not too expensive that like you can do that with this kind of trip. Exactly. And we were talking to one of the Uber drivers and he was saying, oh, are you going to the west side of the island? He just kept like bringing up the west side of the island and he he kept saying that it was like so so beautiful and we didn't even touch the west side of the island at all Mm -hmm. we never went west of san juan and there's so much west of san juan so i would have loved to go that way and check it out so there's definitely room for another trip in there that's amazing because i'm just thinking about our trip to galapagos and it was so beautiful but i truly feel like galapagos is kind of once in a lifetime because it's a lot of transportation it's very expensive and when you get there i feel like in my opinion there's really no best of both worlds just kind of like exploring uh wildlife and marine life which is super Mm -hmm. cool but it sounds to me like puerto rico is like you said like best of both worlds a true balance and there's still so much more to do that you can't explore in one trip which i think is actually really cool exactly and a lot of things about this trip also kind of reminded me of galapagos like some very similar activities and everything Mm -hmm. it's just this trip brought a lot of things that galapagos couldn't offer and i mean obviously don't get me wrong like galapagos was truly once in a lifetime they have things that you could really only see there but there was just yeah like you said like puerto rico just had everything Mm-hmm. You could have any type of trip you wanted in Puerto Rico, which I thought yeah. was really, really cool. That's awesome. So this is my last question. I think I know the answer to the first question, but I have a follow-up, okay. um, which I want to hear your opinion on. So my first question, which I think I know, is would you recommend this trip to everybody? I absolutely would, yeah. I think, like I said before, there's something there for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend every activity I did for everybody. But this trip could definitely be modified for any type of traveler. I truly do believe that. Yeah, that was kind of my follow-up question. It's like, for who specifically, what kind of a traveler do you think would thrive in this um, location? I really do think anybody. The people that are Mm -hmm. looking to relax, there's so many beautiful beaches. The people that are looking for adventure, there's the rainforest, there's snorkeling, there's jet skiing. Mm -hmm. Really anybody. Even I would like... I believe we've talked about this before, but Galapagos is something you have to do while you're young. But I think Puerto Rico really welcomes the old and young. If you're into history also, it's such a great place. It's really just, I think anybody can find joy there. I actually, I have another question. Um, Do you think you would recommend this trip for like a bachelorette party? Um, Potentially. I'm always looking everywhere I go like do you think like just in my head like would this be a fun experience for bachelorette and I feel like based off of this whole podcast episode I'm like I don't know I feel like that'd be kind of cool I mean based on how my bachelorette party went I would say pretty much anywhere is better than how mine went so (laughs) which was to where Nashville we can go over that one day go into that more detail later yeah (laughs) I would say probably anywhere would be better than that um mm-hmm. nashville's not a bad place don't get me wrong it's just the events that occurred right. um we can get which into were that kind right of now. yeah they were out of our control yeah but i think yes i could potentially see it for that i did not see any bridal parties there at all mm. so i think if you showed up with like a bachelorette party the locals would be like what but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and it actually was a lot quieter there than I expected. So mm. it like there was nightlife, don't get me wrong. And I mean, I know we were only out till 10, but it was just like the streets just weren't as crazy as I expected them to be. I expected like chaos at night. I don't know why, but it was just right. even during the day, it was just very quiet a lot of the day, which was, yeah, not what I expected. 
See, that's what I like because for me, when I think about Bachelorette, like obviously it's crazy, Nashville wild. But for me personally, like if, if I was ever going to have a Bachelorette party, I am looking for something a little bit more calm. And I was always thinking like, what if I went to a tropical location? But then I'm also like, that's kind of boring. But I feel like Puerto Rico, like you can have that nightlife and um, you like go out during the day and it's pretty chill. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that you bring that up. I think that is a good point. And I could see people doing that for their bachelor bachelorette parties I mean like I said I didn't see any there I don't think it's like a super common location for that but when you think of how many people go to like Mexico and Jamaica what are Mm. they doing there they're just sitting on the beach you could do that you could do that in Puerto Rico too but you could also do so many more things if you get tired of sitting on the beach take the girls out to snorkel I mean yeah I think that's really cool yeah there's like so many things and there is nightlife there so I think there is potential to have bachelor bachelorette party there yeah yeah I mean it'd probably be expensive but I feel like if you're in your 30s you saved up I think that could be a good option definitely and especially because I mean like I said before people are going to Mexico and Jamaica and all these places for bachelor bachelorette parties so yeah if they could do that if you can afford that you could definitely afford Puerto Rico awesome um so is there any last minute um things you want to say before we get to the question um No, I think it definitely was not what I expected it to be. I Mm -hmm. definitely expected it to be a little more like crazy and unsafe. And that's really not what it was. It was very relaxed and happy and comfortable. And it was very easy to speak English there. Everybody spoke English. I expected Mm -hmm. to go there and really have a hard time. And I mean, I do speak a lot of Spanish, but I just expected to have to use it all the time and really put my brain to work. And I didn't have to do that. Everyone spoke English for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it definitely was not what I expected, but it really was a great experience, and I'm so happy I went. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. Um. All right, so should we get to the question? I think we should. So the question, let me pull it back up so I don't mess up the words. I want to get it exactly how I said it before. Okay, so this country celebrated the millennium in 2007 so like i said before the millennium is the year 2000 so they celebrated the turning of the year 2000 in 2007 so they're seven years behind the rest of the world what is your guess okay so i originally said australia but i feel like they're not seven years behind um so i'm gonna think of like maybe a smaller country that like you don't hear of very often because i feel like then you know you wouldn't really like they wouldn't really bring it up as much mm-hmm. um i don't know okay i'm just gonna say vietnam <laughs> no okay but you're kind of on the right track with small country sort mm-hmm. of i i think this country is small it's definitely third world i'll give you that okay. um I don't know if it's small size wise. I'm not really sure how big this country is, but it is a third world country. Uh, do you want me to tell you the answer? Can you give me a hint or? I know I said no hints, but um, I feel like if I give you a hint, it might just give it away. I don't think it'll okay, give it away. Okay, so just tell um, me. Okay, it's Ethiopia. Oh, okay. I would never have guessed that. They actually have two calendars. They have a Western calendar, and I'm going to mispronounce this, so I'm really sorry, but it's Amharic, A-M-H-A-R-I-C. Mm. And the Amharic version is seven years behind the rest of the world. Hmm. I wonder so, why. So if you want to go back in time and fix some things, just go uh, to Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. Yeah. Wait, so they're <laughs> in, in the year, what? 20 um i'm not good at math but 20 22 minus 7 give me a minute let me pull up my calculator 2015 oh god this is so bad i 2022 minus 7 yeah 2015 that's really why didn't you believe me (laughs) because i'm not good at math so when people say an answer to a math question i'm like there's no way she knew that that's hysterical (laughs) so basically i would have just graduated high school yeah (laughs) pretty much wow Maybe wait a couple years to go there so you don't need to start high school again. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. So I, I wonder why besides 
like there's why they have two calendars I'm, I'm not sure if it's a religious thing I I didn't it really probably is yeah yeah I didn't look too much into it but if anyone knows maybe you can let us know in the comments if when I post this on YouTube if you could let me know that would be really cool yeah because I know 2022 it's because of um Christianity uh, so it? I'm assuming they're not yeah because it's like oh. that's the year that Jesus died um so that's why it's like it was 2022 years ago so I'm assuming that Obviously, they're not Christian. They're probably, I don't know what they are, but um, I'm assuming that's probably why it's off. But it's not that much off. It's only seven years. Yeah. I wonder what their date for the start represents. That's so interesting. Yeah. If you know, let us know. Send us a message. Please. Yeah. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the fact for this week. Really interesting. Awesome. Amazing. I loved having this podcast. I learned so many interesting things and I think I know where my next vacation or even bachelorette party may be. Yeah. And I hope maybe we can go there someday together because I love <gasps> yeah. traveling with you and I think on the be West really side. Cool. Yeah. This yeah. Time we could go to the West side and check that out and maybe yeah. do all the things that I didn't get to do that I said, all my regrets. So I yeah, think that would glow be glow in the dark kayaking. Yes. Yes, That's top of my list right now. So if you're planning a trip, I hope I gave you a lot of ideas and inspiration and what to do, what not to do. So I really hope this helped you. And it was really exciting for me. Yeah, awesome. Whether your plane is taking off from the runway or you're driving down a byway, we'll be your guides through it all.